0: This is our war cry. We'll rise up And this is our time to so rise up rise up yeah. Hey, I'm Darren, I'm one of the pastors here at Focus 3:14. And today we are in the last, last week of a series that we're calling "I Declare War." based off of a book from uh, an amazing pastor, amazing author, Pastor Levi Lusco. And, and we're taking from this book, we're, we're kind of uh, being inspired by this book. If you haven't read it, I would, I, seriously, I would highly encourage you to pick it up, read through it. It is a powerful book. And, and what we're doing through this series is that you can see, anybody know that that video is a little intense? Anybody feel that today, right? Like, like that's intense. And, and it's an intense series. It's an intense message that we're going through. And some of you are like, man, I I don't want to necessarily declare war. I declare war. I want to declare rest. Right? Anybody in here want to declare some rest? Anybody in here ready to declare vacation? Right? Like, I know I got a plan. I'm ready to declare vacation. But here's what we know. Is that our vacations or our issues don't declare vacation on us. We cannot take a vacation from our issues and so what my hope and my prayer has been through this series is that we don't take a vacation from our issues But that we will find some victory from our issues. Can I get an amen today? Yeah. That's what we're hoping for the only way that that's going to happen is if we declare war upon them Because our issues have already declared war upon us and something powerful happens when you declare war It's what it's what president teddy roosevelt said is that is that any man who feels a power, any power of joy of battle knows what it's like when, when the wolf rises in the heart. When you make a declaration of war upon your issues, that you're not just sitting back, taking it easy, and letting your issues overcome you, but you make a stand that you are ready to overcome your issues, that there is something that happens inside of your spirit. And that wolf rises inside of your spirit. And so we've been talking a lot, about wolves. We've been learning from them and, and what aspects that wolves have that we need to take upon ourselves so that we can overcome and find victory over these issues. Now here's the thing that I want you to know. We haven't talked about this through this series yet, but, but this is reality for many of you that have been through us every single step of the way, is that when you declare war, And you're saying, enough is enough. I'm not going to face these things or run away from these things anymore. I'm going to face them, and I'm going to fight them. I'm going to declare war upon my issues. And you feel that wolf rise up inside of you? There is another wolf ready to fight you. It's what Scripture calls night wolf. It says here in Habakkuk, Habakkuk 1.8, Their horses are swifter than cheetahs and fiercer than wolves at dusk. Wolves at dusk. I don't think that it's it's a a coincidence that this, this terminology, wolves at dusk, is there. Because there's something about the night, there's something about the night that is just darker, isn't it? It's darker. And there are night wolves that are coming after us. Here's what I'm telling you today is that you have a spiritual enemy. And when you declare war upon those issues, your spiritual enemy does not want you to find victory over those issues. And so what's going to happen? When the wolf rises up inside of you, there's going to be another wolf coming at you. A night wolf. He wants to be able to keep you in the dark. Darkness. You know, isn't the darkness is, is just something else, isn't it? If we declare war on our issues in the middle of the day. And it seems like we can fight them in the day, but then something happens at night. A thought comes into our mind as we're sitting there laying our head down at night and and it begins to spin and spin. And there's something about the night that you can't take captive of those thoughts, can you? There's something different that that all of a sudden it leaves you restless, It, 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 it just begins to have its grip on you And there's something about there's something about 2 a.m isn't there where it is the darkest so when you have your darkest thoughts and that's exactly what the enemy is trying to do not just bring you into physical darkness but to bring you into darkness darkness of your thoughts running rampant here's what i know these dark thoughts These dark thoughts are having victory over too many of us today, over so many of us. In fact, in the past 20 years, do you realize that in the past 20 years, that suicide in the United States has risen 33% in just 20 years, in many of you, your lifetime, in my lifetime, right? Some of us a couple lifetimes, right? (laughs) 33% there is a darkness in this world. Dark thoughts leading us into dark relationships that lead us into dark habits and dark addictions that are constantly trying to pull us away. We just talked about last week that when you say yes to Jesus, that you become a son of the light and a daughter of the day. And so the enemy is trying to constantly pull you away from the light and pull you into darkness. When the wolf rises up inside of your spirit, I'm here to tell you that there is a night wolf that is going to come after you. There's an enemy that's going to come after you to pull you away. There's something amazing about wolves. I love wolves. We've been talking about them. I've been studying them. I've been reading about them. I've been watching documentary after documentary. My wife is so excited that this series is finishing up, because she's like, I'm sick and tired of all these wolves around, right? love it so much. And wolves, wolves don't have it easy in the world today. Just for them, the ability for them to be able to go hunt and, and gather food is a dangerous task. I mean, they're, they're, going after, they're going after food that is so much larger than what they are. They're going after buffalo. Anybody ever seen a buffalo? Let me tell you something. Buffalo are not like, I want a pet buffalo. Man, buffalo are big. Muscle. And they will, they will destroy a wolf. It, one kick in the head from a buffalo, wolf is gone. Elk? Anybody ever seen an elk in real life? Like, you're like, that's, that's, that's a lot bigger than me. I'm going to go the other direction, right? Like, you're not afraid of a wolf. I'm afraid of an elk, okay? Hopping through the woods, and you're like, oh, I'm going to get taken out. They're going after these things. It's, it's a rough life that they are facing, Pups, little wolf pups. You know, wolf pups have, the number one cause of death in wolf pups is starvation. They don't have it easy, people. Wolves don't have it easy. When a wolf rises up inside of your spirit, you're not gonna have it easy. In this world, you will have trouble. There are going to be issues that we face. It's not gonna be easy. Do you know the number one killer of adult wolves It's not hunters, it's not poachers, it's not not their food that they're going after. The number one killer of adult wolves, other wolves. When the wolf rises inside of your spirit, I'm here to tell you that there is going to be another wolf that's trying to come after you. And so when the wolf rises inside of your spirit, I'm here to tell you that you you need to make the declaration and you need to make the fortitude right now that you are going to take a stand and you are going to fight like a wolf you got to fight like a wolf. When, when that spirit rises up inside of you, that you're going to take a stand, you don't just get to sit back anymore. You've got to be able to do something. Let me, let me tell you this. There are many of you in here today that you have issues, and there's something going on inside of you, and you're praying for those issues to be able to, to find victory over them. Let me help you with this right now. You should not be praying for something that you're not willing to fight for. Come on now. Well, I just want it to be nice and easy. Just take it away. Cal gone. take it away. That spoke to one generation in here, right? <laughs> Some of y'all are like, what are you talking about? Like, Google it. <laughs> we just want it to be gone. You got to fight. These issues are not just going to leave. Let me help you with something. Life is not a playground, it's a battlefield. And you can't step foot onto a battlefield if you are not willing to fight. You want to see victory over your issues? You want to be an overcomer that Christ has created you to be? you got to stand up and fight. Come on now. My hope and my prayer is that you're going to be able to fight. That you're going to be able to make a choice. I'm no longer just going to be able to sit back. These things are going to come at us. I'm telling you, there are going to be dark thoughts that come at us. There are going to be people that come into our lives that are going to try to lead us into a dark path. Those are dark relationships. You're going to try something maybe one time, and all of a sudden it's going to begin to have its hooks inside of you, and it's going to lead you into a dark addiction, dark habits, and it is constantly pulling you away from the light, and you're going to find yourself in darkness. So here's the question that I have for you today. When those dark thoughts, and those dark relationships, and those dark choices are in front of you, are you gonna battle it? Or are you gonna play around with it? A dark thought comes into your mind, are you gonna stand up and say, no, i take captive of that thought? I'm not playing around with it? Or are you just gonna be like, well, you know, maybe, I wonder, you know, I've I've seen I've seen where this person has led other friends down, but but they seem like they're cool. Maybe I'll just go out with them one time. Maybe I'll just I'll go on one date with that person. I'll just try I'll just try this one. I'm just gonna try it one time. When the darkness tries to come in, are you gonna battle it? Or are you gonna play around with it? Life is not a playground. It's a battlefield. How are you going to stand up? Are you going to fight like a wolf or are you going to lay down and let those wolves take after you? The night wolves are coming. You don't have a choice. I'm telling you today, it doesn't matter if you believe in Jesus or not. You have a spiritual enemy. It doesn't matter if you believe in God or not. You have a spiritual enemy. And he has one goal for you. John 10.10, it says the thief comes. And what does he come to do? You have a spiritual enemy, and his desire is to steal all of your joy, to steal any kind of hope that you might have for tomorrow. He is a murderer, he is a liar, and he wants to destroy everything about you. He wants to take everything that you might hold dear And destroy it and wipe it away from you that's his goal for your life that's what he wants for your soul it doesn't matter if you believe it or not you have it so what are you gonna do you're gonna play around with those dark thoughts you're gonna play around with the darkness is trying to be able to pull you away are you gonna stand up and you're gonna fight like a wolf because I can tell you you have a spiritual enemy that's trying to pull you in that direction but you have a heavenly Father that loves you so much. Whether you believe in Jesus today or not, whether you've been following him your whole life, whether you've been following him day after day, or you've walked away from him, he still has a hope and a plan for you. He has a hope that you're gonna, it is his will that none should perish but all will have everlasting life. That's how good of a Father that we have. We have a Father that says that, that I have come to give you life and have it to the full. The Greek says parasauce. It means exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever imagine. Parasauce, because one Chick fil A sauce is not enough. You need a pair of them. Come on, somebody. <laughs> exceedingly abundantly more sauce, right? Come on now. That's the kind of life that Jesus, that God has planned for you. And He is trying to guide you away from all of the darkness into His glorious light. What are you going to do? When the darkness comes, are you gonna play around with it? Or are you gonna fight it? You're gonna battle it? I'll fight like a wolf. I'm ready to fight like a wolf. I can tell you today, you can even tell inside of me already as I'm talking that it's intense. And the reason why I'm so intense is because I'm just, I gotta tell you, I'm mad. I just get, I just get so upset. And mad at the enemy trying to take away what God has given so many of you. I'm, I'm sick and tired of seeing choices made by even God's people that pull away from the light and into some darkness. And I'm mad and my hope is that you get a little bit mad about it as well. That there's a little bit of a righteous indignation that comes inside of you that will rise up and that you're going to say, enough is enough. That we've played around, along with this for too long and I'm going to fight. And I'm mad enough that I'm going to stand up and I'm going to fight for what God has given me. That there is a life that is available for me and I've messed around with it for too long. And so I'm going to fight for the life that God has for me. I'm going to fight for the life that he has for me, that he has for my spouse. I'm going to fight for the life that he has for my children. I'm going to pray for them every single night because I want, for as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And there is no time for darkness any longer. We're going to find his glorious light. Come on, somebody. But you get a little bit, you got to get a little riled up. Because you can't go into a fight weak. Go into a fight weak, what's gonna happen? You're gonna gonna lose. (laughs) You're gonna get the tar beat out of you. And when you're talking about your soul, you're gonna get devoured. I'm looking to be able to see some people get some strength. (coughs) Standing up for yourself, for the people that you have influence over. We're going to stand up and we're not going to take it anymore. We're not taking it. We're going to fight this darkness that is trying to fight against us. And we're going to fight like a wolf. We ain't playing around anymore. 2 Corinthians, I love this so much. 2 Corinthians, you've heard me preach this so many times, but you have to hear it again. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, it says, for though we live in the world, right? We live in this world, right? Come on, we live in a battlefield. No matter if you want to believe it or not, this world is not a playground. This world is a battlefield. And we do not wage war as the world does. There's a war going on, but I'm not trying to fight like everybody else. I'm not just trying to use my, my, my fists. I'm not trying to use my two guns. Come on now. You weren't supposed to laugh that much now. Come on. <laughs> I'm not trying to fight like everybody else. No, no, no. The weapons, everybody say weapons. I hope you have a weapon. Because the weapon that we fight with are not weapons of this world. No, no. No, we have something else. On the contrary, they have divine power. You have a weapon that has divine power to do what? To demolish. Somebody say demolish in here today. To demolish strongholds. Demolish strongholds. Continue on. Demolish arguments. Demolish those strongholds demolish those arguments and every pretense that sets itself up We're gonna talk about that real quick Against the knowledge of God and we take captive everybody say take captive captive. Every thought every dark thought that comes into our mind. We take it captive and we make it obedient to Christ I'm not gonna play around with those dark thoughts I'm gonna take captive of that thought and I'm gonna make it obedient to Christ not today You're not coming at me today. You're not coming at me, you night wolf. No, 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 I'm gonna take captive of that. I've set snares up all over the place. No, 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 I'm not gonna play around with it. I'm gonna battle it. I'm gonna take captive of those dark thoughts that try to come in and make them obedient to Christ. I want you to be able to fight like a wolf. This is how a wolf in the spiritual realm is how we're gonna fight we're going to see from this we're going to see three three incredible principles that you need to be able to take care of to be able to fight like a wolf because we're going to overcome darkness and darkness is not going to overcome us and so we're going to have three I'm telling you it is going to be powerful for you number 1 number 1 you want to be able to fight like a wolf you need to control your camp what do I mean by that I mean that anytime you go anytime you go into a war setting you need to set up camp what does that mean? It means that you need to be able to have a place where you can go and you can find rest. You can go, you can make your plans. You can go and find fortitude. You can replenish all of the things. You've you got to have a camp set up. You've got to have a stronghold set up. That's what you need inside. You need to be able to have a place to go. Here's what camp is for you. It is your heart, your soul, and your mind. That's the place that you go to make sure that you are prepared for the war that's happening. You need to control your camp. 2 Corinthians right here, we said. We demolish arguments in every pretense that sets itself up. That's a camp. You gotta set up camp, right? You don't just go into war and they've already got a camp pre-made for you. do not happen. You have a camp and you need to control your camp. Because here's what I'm telling you today. Is that if the enemy can, if the enemy can destroy your camp, he destroys you. He's going to try to destroy your camp. So you need to control your camp. And so there, are, this is what the enemy is trying to do. He's not just trying to come after your stronghold right away. He's trying to get a foothold inside of your camp. Because whenever the enemy gets a foothold, he turns it into a stronghold. So what does it mean to control your camp if you're gonna fight like a wolf? This is what it means. It means that you need to be mindful of what you are intaking. If your camp is your mind, your body, your soul, your heart, you need to be mindful of what is coming into your camp. I don't think that the biggest dangers are these big, massive addictions that are out there. I don't believe that the biggest dangers are just these, these nasty words that are getting thrown out all over the place, that, that are trying to pull you like all of a sudden. man, I don't believe that those are the biggest ones. I believe that the biggest danger are the things that we just say, ah, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's really not that big of a deal, right? Perhaps. Perhaps perhaps it's not. Let me ask you this question. What is it that you're watching on TV? What is it that what is it that's okay to have on your TV in your house or on your screen and computer or the little one that you're carrying around? What what is well it's not that big of a deal? Come on, we got freedom in Jesus. Right? It's not a sin. It's not a sin for me to be able to watch this because I got freedom, right? Yeah, perhaps. Would you be comfortable to be able to show everybody what's on your DVR right now? Would you be comfortable to be able to have your history of your YouTube be shown to everybody right now? It might not be that big of a deal, perhaps. Or perhaps it is. Perhaps it's just a foothold into taking you someplace further. Because the enemy wants you to think it's not that big of a deal. It's not, come on, it's not that big of a deal. Come on, this relationship's not, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. You know, I mean, we might do some things that my parents don't want to do, but like they don't know and it's not, we're not getting arrested, right? It's not that big of a deal. Perhaps it's not that. Or maybe it is. Maybe the choice of one person that you are around is completely influencing you away from the light and into darkness. I don't think that the biggest enemies that we have are the big, massive ones. It's the ones that we think, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Is it that big of a deal if I just have, like, I mean, it's just one, it's just one drink, right? It's not that big of a deal. It's just one drink. It's like, come on now. Like, come on, Pastor, you talked about drinking last week. was a big... It's not that big of a deal. It's not a sin, right? Like Jesus turned water into wine. It's not that big of a deal, right? Perhaps it's not. Or maybe it is. Here's here's what I can tell you today. If this is starting, if it's getting to a point where it's got a foothold inside of you, here's how you know it. If you just say this, just one more. I'm just, I mean, just going to do it one more time, and then I'm never going to do it again. I'm just, it's just one more time. I'm just going to go hang out with them one more time, and then I'm not going to be friends with them anymore, right? I'm just going to watch this one more time, and then I'll never watch it again. I don't know. I don't even, like, well, I'm going to delete all of the history that I have in case anybody sees it, but it's just one more time, and you haven't perfected the way, right? You have not figured out the perfected the way to be able to erase all of your history on your computer. Don't act like I'm not speaking to somebody today. Just one more time. Just one more time where I'm going to inhale this thing into my lungs and it it doesn't have a hold on me. Just one more time. You know that that foothold has turned into a stronghold when this is the argument that you are using today. You need to control your camp. If you're telling yourself it's not that big of a deal, it probably is that big of a deal to pull you away and go a little bit further into the darkness to give in a little bit more. You got to control your camp. If that's you today, and this is the words that you've been saying. And you're like, you know what? I, I got to stand up. I got to fight like a wolf. I got to get control of this camp again. I'm done with this thing. Is I've had the enemy set up camp inside of my soul, and I need to fight like a wolf. If that's you today, then this is the motto that you need to be able to have for yourself. This is something, you need to write this down. You need to begin to say to the, this to yourself over and over and over again. You need to starve your fear, and you need to feed your faith. You need to starve your fear and feed your faith because whatever you starve is going to die, but whatever you feed is going to grow. You need to starve your fear. What fear do you have? Fear of going out with those people. Because you know that whenever you go out with them, you end up doing stuff that you you wouldn't do on your own. You need to you need to stop starve, starve your fear. Stop watching those things. I gotta stop watching this, even though you know what. I go on to this website, and, it, and I see one image, and it brings me to this other place. Stop going to all of them. Stop going. You know what? Do this. Just block. Just block the internet for a week. Well, how am I going to survive? You're going to survive. You will do it. Have somebody else that you trust. Go search something for you. Starve. Your fear. Some of you are driven to fear through CNN. (laughs) That's truth, isn't it? Because it's constantly pushing fear. Well, I can't live without MSNBC. I can't do it. Fox News, whatever it is. Yes, you can. Because it's bringing you to a state that you're full of fear after you watch it. So get rid of it. If it's Facebook, what does your Facebook feed look like? What, who are you following on Instagram? I'm telling you what, starve it out. Get rid of it. Get rid of that foothold. Get rid of that stronghold that is inside of you. You need to control your camp. Don't play around with it anymore. And you need to feed your faith. Come on now. Psalms 119.11, one of my favorite passages in all the scriptures says, I have hidden your word inside of my heart. Why? That I might not sin against you. Feed your faith. I have hidden your word inside of my heart. How do you you hide the word of God inside of your heart? First, you need to read it. I'm telling you, get your Bible out and read it. I don't know how to read it. Get YouVersion app and see they have a daily verse. It's a verse of the day. And just read that over and over and over again throughout the day. Read it. Memorize it. Because it needs to go from our eyes to our mind to our heart. Read it, memorize it, internalize it, and then live it out. I've hidden your word in my heart. So I'm feeding my faith. So that these things won't have a foothold inside of me anymore. I'm not going to let anything that tries to set up camp inside of my camp. I'm not doing it. I'm going to control my camp. And the way that I do that is I starve out fear and I feed the faith. I feed the faith that God has for me. I'm not going to live in fear anymore. I'm going to live by the faith that God has given me. You've got to be able to control your camp. You want to fight like a wolf? Get rid of these things. Find some victory over your issues. It's time to fight. We're not laying down any longer. First thing you need to do is when you fight, you need to be able to control your camp. The second thing you need to be able to do You need to fight fire by being on fire. Come on, somebody. Who brought the fire today? You need to fight fire. Anytime that you go into a war zone, there is going to be enemy fire. Fire is coming at you. And you know the easiest way to not get burned? To be burning yourself. (laughs) You need to fight fire by being on fire. Fire. Go back to 2 Corinthians again right here We you see it. They have divine power. You have divine power. I'm telling you today, I think that too many of us in here, those that have said yes to relationship with Jesus, are selling themselves short. That we have settled, we have just settled for just being like, oh, I don't know, I don't. And we're trying to fight... The war with weapons of this world. And you have forgotten that you have divine power. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives and resides inside of you. Let me tell you something today. Jesus forgives, but the Holy Spirit brings you power. Jesus said it this way. As soon as he's getting ready to ascend up to heaven in Acts 1.8, He said, but you will receive power. Somebody say power today. You will receive power. When you have said yes to Jesus, that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and you have received power. Jesus baptizes us in water for the forgiveness of our sins. But the Holy Spirit baptizes us in the fire so that we can have power. Divine power to do what? to fight against any stronghold that tries to set itself up against us. And here's the great thing about it. It's not just just the kind of power that does like, I'm not like trying to slap that wolf away. It demolishes it, obliterates any kind of stronghold. That's the kind of power that you have today. When you have said yes to Jesus, stop selling yourself short and realize that the Holy Spirit is here to give you Power. But here's what I'm telling you today. There are some of you in here today, you need a little fill up. Somebody say fill up. You need to be filled up with the Holy Spirit. Some of you, this is what I'm telling you, every single day that you pray that the Holy Spirit will fill you, is it because the Holy Spirit is limited? No, but you are. That's right. And you need a, a fresh Filling of the spirit today Some of you have bought a brand new car before and then a week later. It's not running And you're like, I don't know why it's not running. Would you put gas in it? Well, they gave me gas when when I got it Yeah, you gotta fill it up. It needs a fresh filling You need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit Inside of you. Here's the thing every I shouldn't say every week, but a lot of times I ask the question who brought the fire today? Yeah. Yeah. Do not wait for Sunday to hear that question. Okay. Right. You should ask yourself that question every single day. Did I bring the fire? I don't have a fire today. This darkness is trying to hold. I'm, I'm getting pulled aside. I'm getting these things. It's pushing me away. Holy Spirit, I need, I need your a fresh filling. Holy Spirit, I need you to guide me today. I need you to be able to direct me today. Today, I give it all to you. Holy Spirit, fill me fresh today. You need to fill up. You can't, the best way to fight fire is by being on fire. You want to fight like a wolf? Be on fire for everything that the Holy Spirit has for you. Come Come on, somebody. Let me ask you a question. Who brought the fire today? I'm telling you, some of you didn't respond. And if you didn't, I pray that the Holy Spirit is going to fill you up right now. That you are going to have the fire inside of you. Again, who brought the fire today? Come on now. And those of you that are in here and you hear those, you hear that rising up, that all of a sudden you're like, maybe I, I should have the fire. I'm, uh, you know what? What is that? I'm telling you, that's the wolf rising up inside of you right now. There is something powerful that happens when you have the fire and that you feel it from somebody else and it begins to impact you as well. Some of you need to bring the fire in here today because there's a weaker wolf in here that needs to be exposed to the fire that you have. Come on, on, church. You want to fight fire? You need to be on fire. And I'm going to tell you, the last one is this. If we want to be able to, to fight like a wolf, you need to control your camp. You need to be able to fight fire by being on fire. And the last one, you need to raise your voice. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something right now. You need to raise your voice. Your voice is so much more powerful than you ever realized before. I'm going to tell you what, the guys are passing out communion because we're going to be able to take communion. I want you to be able to hold on to them, though, until we kind of give you some direction in this. You need to raise your Your voice. You're going to have a battle in front of you. There are going to be wars that you face. Issues that need to be overcome. You're never going to stop the battle until we are living for eternity with Jesus. You don't get a rest until we're with Jesus forever. And when you are in the middle of a Your voice is so much more powerful than you realize. It's so much more powerful than you realize. Let's look at the ultimate wolf. His name is Jesus. Jesus had so many battles that he faced as he was walking this earth with us. I believe that the biggest battle that he faced was the battle at the Garden of Gethsemane. And some of you are like, hold up. I think the biggest battle was the battle at Calvary, wasn't it? No, I think it was a battle that happened at the garden before Calvary was the biggest battle that he faced. You've got to be able to raise your voice. Even at the garden, what was he doing? He was going before his father, preparing for that pain that he was going to be able to walk through. And I'm going to tell you today, that if you want to be able to have the wolf rise up inside of your heart, you need to be able to learn to bow like a lamb. Jesus showed us how to be able to do that. He began to to bow down before Jesus, before God, and he said, Father, if there's any other way, please take this cup from me. It was a turmoil, sweating drops of blood. Inner thoughts trying to pull him away from the the plan that God had for him. See, at Calvary, he was walking to Calvary, he was at peace. But in the garden, in the garden, he was in turmoil. See, I'm going to tell you today that, that you might be in the middle of some pain, but that's not where the battle is. See, the battle happens, it's the battle before the battle. This is how it plays out for you. It's the battle, then the pain, and then there's victory. And it's going to happen over and over for you because there are going to be more and more issues that are going to come at you. The wolves are never going to stop coming after you. There is going to be pain. In this world, you will have trouble. But the battle happens before the pain hits. And it's what Joyce Myers calls the, battle, the battlefield of the mind where there's a choice in front of you. How are you going to face? How are you going to face the pain? Hebrews says that it was because of the joy set before him that he endured the cross. When you're going through pain, let it be pure joy, brothers and sisters because there's victory on the other side. Let it be pure joy when you experience any kind, any kind of persecution because of my name. Because then you know that your faith is being tested. And a faith that is tested is a faith that is pure. You're going to have pain. But rest assured this, even because of that pain, there's victory on the other side you have victory on the other side because Jesus has already won. I've read the end of it and those night wolves don't win. I know what happens to all of them and they're going to be cast away. And I know where my victory lies and so I can face all of the pain that is before me. The battle is happening right now that I can make sure that I'm ready for the pain and I'm going to do it with joy because I know that there's victory on the other side. There's victory on the other side. You've got to raise your voice up yeah. the way that Jesus did. When we see this account and we know what happened for that last time that he was with his disciples, he gathers them all together and they have the last supper. I feel like somebody from the Midwest wrote that because we don't say supper around here, do we? It'd be the last dinner. That's what we would say, the last supper. You could take your cups in front of you. This powerful moment where Jesus knew what was happening and what was getting ready to happen begin to teach them. He grabbed some bread in front of him and he began to break it and pass it around. He said, this is my body. That's going to get broken. It's going to go through a lot of pain. And then he said, take and eat in remembrance of me. Church, can we please take and eat in remembrance of Jesus today? Thank you for the pain that you went through, God. My Lord and my Savior. And then he reached out in front of him and he grabbed the cup. And he said, this is a representation of my blood that is gonna be spilled for you. so much anguish, turmoil. No matter what trouble you're going through, no matter what pain that you are facing, rest assured that it's nothing compared to the pain that Jesus endured for you and the blood that he spilled for you. And he said, take and drink in remembrance of me. Church, would you please take and drink in remembrance of Jesus today? And then after that moment, we see that he, we know the story, he goes to the garden. He goes to the garden and he's praying. And then then an arrest happens and he's taken and gone on trial. Falsely accused. And people shouting out, crucify him. The people that were shouting his praises just a couple of days earlier as he's walking into Jerusalem are the ones that are shouting out, crucify him now. And knowing what it's like to have people abandon you, know what it's like to have all of the people the closest to you scatter to the wind. You feel like you're alone? Jesus was standing alone for you. And then in peace, as he's beaten and bloodied, he walks up to Calvary Hanging on a cross, and he shouts out, "It is finished!" And in that moment, the veil is torn in two. And in that moment, there is a redemption for our souls. And in that moment, we find forgiveness in Jesus Christ. But how did he get to that point? It was because after the the Last Supper. Many of us would be in this place where we're like, okay, we got that done, now we got to go on to the next thing. We got this thing, now we got to, we're got. we busy, we got to keep going. But there's a passage, Matthew 26, 30, where there's a pause. And he begins to raise his voice. And when they had sung a hymn, come on somebody, come on somebody, there's something powerful about your voice today. Come on, somebody. There's something amazing about when you begin to sing praises to Jesus. It's something amazing that rises up inside of your spirit when you begin to sing praises to Jesus. When they had sung a hymn, then they went up to the mountain where he could face the battle. I'm here to tell you that their worship is not just songs that we sing, worship is a weapon against the darkness is somebody ready to use their weapon today is somebody ready to raise a hallelujah can i get somebody in who who's ready to go to war who's ready to fight like a wolf can i get somebody who's ready to howl today come on church let's go ahead and use our weapon let's go ahead and worship him with everything inside of us today And this is our time to rise up, rise up.